This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. You know what it is! It's Taco Tuesday! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your Taco Tuesday, especially my fellow Taconians from all over the world, all over the United States, if you'd like to be part of Taco Tuesday here on Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour, all you have to do, pick up your telephone, dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Tuesdays is the day we usually hear from Mark Stein. It's been over a month now. That's because, and it will be today as well, we won't hear from Mark. He's in London, and he has been doing some brilliant work in London when he does indeed return, if they let him through the borders, we'll reconnect and it'll be uh, fun all over again. But uh, he's been enjoying himself over in London and he's been doing some really amazing work. Uh, you know, if you have a lead foot, pay attention. Starting Monday, New York is going to have 2,000 speed cameras running 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, including holidays. If you get caught in one of these speed cameras, you will get, whoever owns the car, I should say, will get a $50 fine in the mail, no points on the license. Now, the... The city speed limit is 25 miles an hour in Manhattan, 25 miles an hour. You believe it? If you're going 11 miles over that limit, so if you're going 36 miles an hour, 
you could end up with a speeding ticket. And those speeding tickets, again, 50, 50 bucks. Right there, 50 bucks. In New York, Brooklyn, New York, Bed-Stuy, Bedford-Stuyvesant, if you want to be formal, a fight over cold French fries has led to the shooting of a Brooklyn McDonald's worker. That McDonald's worker now fighting for his life. The 23-year-old McDonald's worker was working at a McDonald's on Fulton Street in Bed-Stuy. He started getting hassled by a female customer over her fries. The woman was FaceTiming her 20-year-old son during the argument. The son soon stormed into the restaurant, began fighting with the employee. The mom had complained that her fries were cold. The mom was on FaceTime with her son. He heard the dispute. He gets into the store. The woman's son allegedly whips out a gun and blasted the worker in the neck. One of the witnesses, I feel like crying. You shoot somebody over French fries? One man in the store took his shirt off, put it around the neck of the worker, tried to stop the bleeding. The employee couldn't talk. His chest was heaving, still breathing when they put him on the stretcher in the ambulance. Right now, he's in critical condition, and we do hope two things happen here. We hope he survives, and we hope this this so-called man and his mom are both picked up, arrested. I mean, if they do, you know what happens. You know what happens. The Alvin Braggs of the world, the, 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 the Soros prosecutors, let them write out. Oh, and by the way, for the record, there are laws against what happened here. And we need to find out if the gun used was purchased legally. Want to take bets on whether it was or not? But then we just had new gun control measures in New York. How come they didn't stop this perp with a gun? In fact, we just had new federal gun laws introduced. How come this happened? Uh, There are primaries going on in four key swing states today. Michigan, Missouri, Washington State, and and the state of Kansas. Everybody's going to be looking at what happens in what, and especially Arizona. It's a hot race out in Arizona. And I tell you, in Michigan, there's an interesting race because you have a rhino that is, he thought he was safe. This is one of the rhinos that voted to impeach Donald Trump, and he thought he was safe. The Democrats have turned on him, and they are putting money behind a far, quote-unquote, this is how the left calls it, a far far right-wing candidate, meaning a Trump guy. And they're doing that because the Democrats think a pro-Trumper will be easier to, to defeat in this particular district, rather than a rhino. And the rhino is outraged. The monkeypox 
the monkeypox has been declared a state of emergency in California. That's what Gavin Newsom said today because of the monkeypox. He is declaring a state of emergency in California. Now, over the weekend, there was a kink festival. Do you know what a kink festival is? I shall not. I'm sure you can find someone, if you don't know what a kink festival is, that will explain it to you. Nearly 800 cases of monkeypox have been reported in California, according to state public health officials. But this story is in the Daily Mail. That didn't stop the LGBTQ plus community on Sunday from organizing a street fair called Dory Alley or Up Your Alley. Up Your Alley. Once again, up your alley. It was a leather and fetish event. Kinky games, street vendors selling leather apparel, including chokers, collars, whips, and bondage kits. Common. It's, and this is what the Daily Mail says. This is from James. It is the Daily Mail. If you have complaints, see the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail says, Kinky Games, street vendors selling leather apparel, including chokers, collars, whips, and bondage kits, are common at the venue, which mostly attracts gay men out of any demographic. A soundstage was also set up for festival goers to dance. While the monkeypox is raging. Now, for those of you that don't realize the significance of the monkeypox, how shall I put this? The monkeypox has um, been found to primarily affect men who have uh, interpersonal, intimate relations with other men. And that's why. People are saying, really? You're declaring monkeypox? It's California's in a state of emergency, but yet the day before in San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi, San Francisco, by the way, we're having kink festivals? Hmm. Hmm. Bit strange, that. Bit strange. Nancy Pelosi is in Taiwan. There, of course, is a lot of press about that. The Chinese are said to be, the common Chinese are said to be utterly fuming over it. Oh, before we get to that, there's this. You all know that Joe Biden had his bin Laden moment. A U.S. drone wiped out Ayman al-Zawahawi the top al-Qaeda leader that for a long time looked like he was almost invincible. It happened in Kabul, Afghanistan, and one wonders, I thought, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought when we abandoned our allies in Kabul, when we abandoned the women and children of Kabul with Joe Biden's unilateral decision, 
He didn't even, and we left $80 billion worth of arms in, in, in Afghanistan for whoever wanted them. I thought that we were reassured by this administration that al-Qaeda wasn't going to come back to Afghanistan. But here, oh, Ayman al-Zawahari, al-Qaeda's top leader, there he was, right there in Kabul. Now, the way that this is being reported in the New York Times, listen to this. The success of the first strike since the withdrawal without American forces actually on the ground will bolster Mr. Biden's argument that the United States can still wage war against terrorist organizations without the major deployments of ground forces that characterized the first two decades after September 11th. So, of course, the New York Times is, oh, this just shows that Joe was right. Finally, he's right about something with foreign policy. Well, wrong. If he were right, al-Qaeda would never be there. Something the New York Times doesn't seem to have in its analysis. All right, Nancy Pelosi, you know she's in Taiwan. I mean, I could spend a long long time on this. In fact, Pelosi wrote an op-ed that, mysteriously enough, just so happened to run in the Amazon Prime Washington Post today. Imagine that. You want to talk about coordination, collusion, anywhere? But anyway, Loopy Friedman, New York Times, is saying it's a mistake. A lot of other people don't think it's a mistake. Pelosi's there to do what? I guess shore up our uh, diplomatic hand with the Taiwanese government, China, angry. They threatened to shoot Nancy Pelosi's plane down. I guess they backed off of that. But they did say that there will be huge consequences. So let us see what the Chinese do in terms of consequences. If you have an opinion on any of the stuff that we talked about or the other things that we haven't yet arrived at, like the primaries, like Senator Sinema being now the one that will decide the fate of this massive spending bill. And by the way, if you also want to comment on that phony John, that what's his name from uh, Comedy Central, John Stewart, with all this rabble-roll about this bill that supposedly, I mean, the bill was rejected by Republicans because Democrats put a poison pill in it. And now the Republicans are running around as usual on defense, and they're being attacked by this John Stewart guy and the usual culprits in the drive-by media who won't call the Democrats out on what they've done. We've got all that, whatever you want to talk about. 800-848-WABC. Most Nerdy's Rush Hour coming to you right back after this. Taco Tuesday! This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC. Talk Radio 77 in New York. KC and the Sunshine Band. 
All right, Nancy Pelosi, to quickly get this in and out of the way, says that 43 years ago, President Jimmy Carter, one of the worst presidents in American history, uh, signed into law the Taiwan Relations Act, which Pelosi calls one of the most important pillars of United States foreign policy in the Asia-Pacific. It made a solemn vow by the United States to support the defense of Taiwan, to consider any effort to determine the future of Taiwan by other than peaceful means, a threat to the peace and security of the Western Pacific area and of grave concern to the United States. She says, today, America has to remember that vow. We have to stand by Taiwan, which is an island of resilience. And she says the island is under threat. In the face of the Chinese Communist Party's accelerating aggression, our congressional delegation's visit should be seen as an unequivocal statement that America stands with Taiwan, our Democrat partner, and as it defends itself and its freedom. So this is Pelosi putting up her medical finger in the name of U.S. diplomacy at China. How this will work out, we shall see. We shall see. Now, as I said, the New York Times, Loopy Freedom, I mean Loopy Freedom, Loopy Friedman, says he has a column today, why Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan is utterly reckless. And, you know, he's saying the timing of it couldn't be worse. Nothing good will come of it. Taiwan will not be more secure or more prosperous as a result of this purely symbolic visit. And a lot of bad things could happen. These include a Chinese military response that could result in the United States being plunged into indirect conflicts with a nuclear-armed Russia and a nuclear-armed China at the same time. And our European allies are not going to pretty much help us. So it's the usual tail between the legs from liberals, this time against one of their own. Loopy Friedman, not interested. Oh, in other words, we could sum this whole opinion piece up. You're going to make the Chinese mad. They're going to be mad at you. And we shouldn't do Look, one of the things, I rarely defend Nancy Pelosi on anything. In fact, you know, I got um, an email that I hadn't seen. I got two emails. The day that Nancy Pelosi had that beach picture out with her ampleness showing for everyone to see, I must have made some comment on it that really offended. There was a woman who wrote me a scathing email and suggested I was, bar- well, not barbaric, but awful to make those statements. And I don't even remember what I said. But certainly it wasn't my intention to to, to offend anybody with what I said about Nancy Pelosi having her um, her frontage exposed to the world. So usually I'm not the the person that would defend Nancy Pelosi, especially since she and her husband these days have been engaged in 
I mean, where do you start? Do you start with the business with COVID and Pelosi's utter mishandling and misinformation about the COVID disease and the way that she and the Democrat Party politicized the whole thing? Do you start there? How about the insider trading, the apparent insider trading, or the appearance, if you want to be more accurate, the appearance of insider trading with she and her husband with these tech stocks? There's plenty to criticize Nancy Pelosi about. There always has been. That said, the Chinese government doesn't get to tell our elected officials where to go in the world. And these commies have been bullying everybody around the world. There is a nation, I will not name it, because they are in the midst right now of some really serious problems. But the Chinese came in, loaned them some money, knowing that they could not pay the money back, and then called the loan. They couldn't pay it back, so what did the Chinese government do? They took over the ports of this nation. They now took over the ports, the main, the main, and, and they're, they're moving in hundreds of thousands of Chinese workers into this Asian nation. And you can look at what they've done in Africa. You look at what they're doing with their expansion all over the world. The Chinese are pretty much running the Panama Canal. Did you know that? The Chinese are extending their reach in every single continent that they can of this world that they can get their hands on. And now these bullies are telling Nancy Pelosi she can't go to Taiwan or they'll, they threaten to shoot down her plane. Really? No, you don't get to do that. Now, we can argue all we want about Nancy Pelosi. We can call her all kind of names, some of which perhaps are not fair. But she's our Nancy Pelosi. She's our Speaker of the House. And the Chinese government does not get to tell an American Speaker of the House where they can travel with a congressional delegation. And if they dare do one thing, if they dare lift a finger to our Speaker of the House, we ought to make sure that this current regime in China, no matter how long it takes, pays the heaviest price imaginable for doing that. We cannot, this is America, we cannot be bullied and should never be bullied by these communist thugs. And I don't care whether it's Nancy Pelosi, I don't care whether it's Joe Biden, I don't care whether it's Hunter Biden, if he's acting in a diplomatic capacity representing the United States government. We can sort out our own problems with these people at home. But once they go overseas representing the United States, no, not allowed. If you have contrasting thoughts to that, we'd love to hear them. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Reuters on this Pelosi visit. Pelosi arrives in Taiwan voicing U.S. solidarity as China fumes. Now, we may not like what she did, but this is the way that this is. The Chinese military has been placed on high alert. They say they're going to launch targeted military operations.
and some of them in the area. Now, this stuff is dangerous, folks. All it takes is one mistake, one mistake, or one zealot to turn this into a disaster. When Pelosi's motorcade showed up at the hotel she's staying at, scores of people, supporters, cheered. Something you don't see very often. On Tuesday night, Taiwan's tallest building lit up with messages, including Welcome to Taiwan, Speaker Pelosi. Taiwan, and then a heart in between. Taiwan loves with the heart USA. Now, we don't have an official diplomatic relationship with Taiwan. But we are bound by this law that Jimmy Carter signed into the law that we will defend them. So I don't know what to expect as an outcome of all of this. But as I said, this is we may have and I do have a lot of problems with Nancy Pelosi. But Nancy Pelosi is the United States of America's Speaker of the House. And the Chinese had better damn well remember it. And I don't care how much they mouth off. They better not do anything to harm our Speaker of the House. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. More right after this. Y'all know what the day is, right? I said, do y'all know what today is? Today is Taco Tuesday! The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Righteous Brothers. Blue-Eyed Soul is the, was one of their albums. This was... An iconic sound of the 1960s. Remember, catch the night up next on WABC. All right, let's head to the telephones. Marianne and Queens, we start with you. James Golden, Bo Snurley, it's Rush Hour here. And how are you this afternoon, Marianne? Oh, hi. This is the first time that I call you. And that when you're talking about what Nancy Pelosi is doing, I am sorry, but I do not agree with the perception that you have. Okay. I don't care. I don't care what that woman does. It's politics. They have to turn off the elections that is going in the side of the conservatives. 
So she, uh, the same thing that Biden did with Russia, she's doing it with China. But I never will forget that this woman, when Donald Trump was going against China because of the coronavirus and all the manufacturing that they take from us, thanks to the government of the United States, they call Trump xenophobic. So that woman is an actress. I don't care what she's doing. In 20 years, nobody from the cabinet, like in her position, went there. But they are desperate. I don't believe anything they're doing. They're doing the same thing. They're getting the conservatives to get focused on the wrong thing. And the best way of doing is winning against China and against Russia. I don't believe it. It's an act. I don't care what she's doing. She's doing politics. Yes, Mary Ann, let me say you are 100% right on everything that you said and more. I frequently talk about Donald Trump in China because Donald Trump is the first American president that we've had in the last half century, ever since Nixon and Kissinger went over to open up China. The first president that actually confronted China for their theft of American intellectual property, for dumping defective goods in the United States, And China, there's one thing that's glaring, and nobody's talking about that, and that's COVID, Wuhan, and the truth about that. All of the things that you say are absolutely correct. And of course, not only did Pelosi and our mainstream press try to discredit Donald Trump, they never gave him the credit for actually winning the trade war with China. And incidentally, it was only after the trade war with China that coincidentally, all of a sudden, here comes COVID, right? There's a lot that the Chinese have to answer for. There's a lot that the Chinese should be held accountable for. All of that that you said is absolutely correct, but I still am going to maintain my view, Marianne. And yes, you're correct. She's a partisan political hack. That doesn't matter. We, when we grew up, one of the things that we all learned is two wrongs don't make a right. And I understand that that sounds simplistic. But we, but we cannot, as a nation, allow a communist nation to threaten our elected officials. We have elections to take care of Nancy Pelosi. And in November, hopefully, the voters will decide once and for all that they're done with this Speaker Pelosi by driving the Democrats out of office. And they should do that with a fury based on what Nancy Pelosi and her Democrats have done to America. And yes, Marianne, you're absolutely right about everything that they have done to America, and they've done even worse than that. That said, and they will, they will, you're right. But we cannot allow this bully China to threaten the United States of America, even if it is Pelosi with her political trip. Marianne, I am so happy you called it. And I'm honored that you were the first time that you've called the radio station. It's me totally honored. And I hope you call us again. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Marianne. BJ in Queens, welcome you on WABC Boston News Rush Hour. How are you, BJ? Um, excellent. Marianne is excellent, and I hope she calls again. She made super points. Yep. Um, uh, I'll tell you what. I called because uh, uh, Bob Grant used to say 
that uh, uh, we are slipping and sliding into third worldism. And when you go in for a Happy Meal and you get a bullet in the neck, that is as third world as it gets. And uh, um, when you deconstruct the police and turn them into social workers and you have a mayor that does nothing but play Casey in the Sunshine Band, uh, dancing all night and the whole bit, and he comes out and he talks tough, and then he leaves the podium, and then we're back to it. And it's on and on again. And every time I call you, Mr. Bo, and I love doing it, I hate the topic I call on, and it's crime and the quality of life in the city. I'm praying for a better day. We need a red wave in November. Amen to that. We definitely need a red wave in November. More important, we also need Democrats in New York to stand up and say enough. Look, the Democrats run this town. They outnumber every other voting block. And I urge my Democrat, well, friends, I know some of you people are so anti-Trump and Trump haters, you can't see beyond that. But can you not see what Joe Biden and these Democrats are doing, not just to your city, but to the country? Let's go to Margaret in Ardsley. Margaret, how are you? Welcome to Bo Snerby's Rush Hour. Hi, Bo. I'm calling today regarding the use of the pronouns and how some people are being um, sued because they're using the wrong pronoun. They refuse to use uh, certain pronouns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These people are saying you have to do this. You have to use the pronoun I say. However, when it comes to abortion, all of a sudden nobody has a say. They they can do what they want. You know, it's my body. And I, it's only me that that can make the decision. Yes, they're making decisions. Yeah. Interesting. Well, speaking of pronouns, you know, we have another one from our good friend Libs of TikTok. Cut three. There is a woman teacher. Listen to another teacher. And I, every time I see one of these, I flag it because I want Americans to hear what is being taught in their schools. Who is teaching your children? So I still use neo-pronouns, and that's not changing, but I have made a decision, which is that if for some reason you can't use neo-pronouns to refer to me, and you need a word that you already know how it fits into the English language, you may refer to me as it-its. They-them makes me super dysphoric. It-its is cool. Non-noun neo-pronouns are still my preferred, especially the ones that keep the E sound, like E or Z or V. But if you need a pronoun like while you're learning those, or if for some reason neo-pronouns are inaccessible to you, then it is. Of course, if you're not using my pronouns just because you don't want to or you think they're invalid, you can f*** right off. Thanks. Okay. This, is, this woman is teaching your children. Now, I know that many of you didn't understand this because this is not a normal sentence. Neo-pronouns, if you don't like, I like the idiots, you call me an idiot. If you don't like idiots, you, let's listen to that one more. This woman is teaching American children. So I still use neo-pronouns and that's not changing, but I have made a decision, which is that if for some reason you can't use neo-pronouns to refer to me and you need a word that you already know how it fits into the English language, you may refer to me as it, it's. They, them, makes me super dysphoric. It, it's is cool. Non-noun neo-pronouns are still my preferred, especially the ones that keep the E sound, like E or Z or V. But if you need a pronoun like while you're learning those, or if for some reason neo-pronouns are inaccessible to you, then it, it's. Of course, if you're not using my pronouns just because you don't want to or you think they're invalid, you can f*** right off. Thanks. Ay, ay, ay. 
Yeah, that is uh, what is being taught in school in America. This is the way that these leftists are using taxpayer dollars. Someone hired her. She's still hired in a school system. This woman is still teaching young children. We have other examples. We'll play them later in the week. We'll be back. We've got more of your calls right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sade brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. I couldn't love you more. If time was running out. And time is running out. John catches up next. I couldn't love you more. All right now, baby. Let's head back to the telephones. Go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Corey. Thanks for holding. What's on your mind this afternoon, Corey? First, I want to apologize to your call screener and you as well, sir. And and not to mention, I love your show. Um, I actually am in Waukesha, and I've spoken oh, with Waukesha. you in the past. Okay, all I good. Apologize. No worries. Um, well, I, I don't know why Milwaukee came to my mind. Anyways, you know, it, it is like your beloved hometown of, of New York and Milwaukee and every other major city in this, in these beautiful United States of ours, where y- you have these people who sit upon high, yet our cities are falling. I mean, in the greatest country that this world has ever seen, you know. It, it's disgraceful. I, I, it, it, it's it, disgraceful. It, I, I don't understand. I, I, I well, here's one thing. Here's one way. thing. Here's one thing, Corey. I'm going to say this to you. <clears throat> one of the things that I think has to happen here is Republicans pretty much, you know, we're not in these blue cities. And so very often what happens there, we look at so far, tis, 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 look what those people are doing now. And we have to be, Republicans have to be engaged. Democrats have been failing their constituents for over, in New York City's case, over 150 years. You have schools that are dilapidated. You have schools where kids are not going and learning. You have this out-of-control crime, and that's only the beginning of the problems. If you go back to some of the financial structures that these cities have been built on, they are not sustainable. And so Republicans cannot sit on the sidelines if we ever are going to bring America back to its fullest potential. We actually have to get engaged in some of these cities and start taking them over again slowly. But we cannot let what is slipping and sliding this, this as you call it, this descent into third worldism continue. It is. It is truly a terrifying situation. I lived in the city of Milwaukee for over two decades. And I moved back home to my, to my home city where I grew up, Waukesha, because I, I saw the city of Milwaukee slipping back into what it was, and it, it just—it's a beautiful city. I mean, there are some amazing people. Some of my best friends I've ever met, and probably will ever know, 
are in that city. And you look at American cities, which you see are examples that should be held up before the world. Chicago has, is one of the cities, if you look at the architecture in Chicago, it is among the most beautiful architecture you will see anywhere in the world. If you look at what New York used to be, there is no other city like New York. New York at one time was, just like WABC is the crown jewel of American radio, New York was the crown jewel of, um, of cities in the world. And now what you have are people afraid to even walk the streets. You don't have enough housing. You have failed schools. You have these, uh, these, these, these idiotic prosecutors who don't seem to understand the, ver- the very basics about human nature and how you have to keep criminals away from good people and actually enforce the law. If you go to Los Angeles, Los Angeles, California is blessed like no other state in America with everything you could want, from the mountains with the snow caps to the deserts to the cities to the earthquakes, the fires, the jury verdicts. I mean, they have it all out there. And But what do they have? A city ripped apart by homelessness, destroyed by fentanyl, overrun with illegal immigration. And you have these little enclaves where these liberals lived in, live in their gated communities, like in Beverly Hills, where, where you can't get in. But the rest of the state is falling into shambles. There's not enough water for the farmers to, to actually bring their crops to fruition anymore in some cases. Totally mismanaged. You can go to Atlanta and start looking at, you can go to Philadelphia. For goodness sakes, Philadelphia was the first real capital of the United States of America. And the condition that Philadelphia finds itself in right now? Huh? These cities, you're right. We have to take back American cities if we are going to transform America properly. Well, you know, I'd like to say thank you for your time. I do appreciate it very much so. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just befuddled because I don't know where in God's green earth we start. We start right we here. You start, you start, start in Waukesha. You start, you start, you get some well, of your well, neighbors you know, together. Is, this, this is a very, also one of the reasons why I moved back here. This is probably the single most conservative Here's where you can start. You can get some of your friends and go volunteer for poll night on election night in in Milwaukee. Some of you and your friends, start there. There are so many places you can start. But, Corey, thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. Let's go to Vinny in Rockville Center, New York. Vinny, you're on with Bo Snurley, James Golden. How are you this afternoon? Hey, Hey, Corey, a great show. Thank you, Vinny. What uh, is, he's doing a great job. I just want to say I agree wholeheartedly with you about Pelosi. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Me either. <laughs> but she does represent the U.S. She's on our team. She's a teammate. They threaten her. It's the same as threatening all the rest of us, whether you like her or not. Exactly right. Thank you, Vinny. The uh, other point was, mm-hmm. can I tell you, uh, Taiwan's biggest export is microchips for the U.S. President of Intel said they can't produce the kind of microchips that we need for our uh, the new Raptors, some planes, a lot of vehicles. If they started today, they couldn't even get it up and running for the six years, I think he said. 
We're dependent on Taiwan for microchips. This country would come to a halt without Taiwan's well, microchips. Thank you, Vinny. Great point. By the way, one more reason why America should start becoming more dependent on America. Leonardo, New Jersey, welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you, Leonardo? Excellent. I hope you are, too, Bo. I fully support your uh, support for Pelosi as an American ambassador on our behalf. And I, I so support our trip there that I hope her and Paul, now that she's coming to the end of her political career, pick up a nice luxury condo, because if they have residents there, it'll be harder for her to get prosecuted for insider trading. Um, Interesting point. Yeah. I'd, I'd also like to ask you, what do you think that Donald Trump, it looks like they're really going to try to indict him criminally. So yes. I was wondering if you thought it would be better for him to announce before they indicted him or announce his candidacy after they indicted him. Once he announces, he's, he, is, he is then, from that very moment, subject to all kind of fundraising laws that are really onerous. So I think that he ought to wait to announce until closer to the election season. And I think also with these phony persecutions, hopefully by the time we get to 2024, this will all be under the bridge and he, we, will have this, we will have finally moved on from this phony persecution of Donald Trump. Leonardo, great call. Thank you. Hope you call back. Isabel, Long Island, how are you this afternoon? Bo Staley's Rush Hour. Hi, Bo. Um, I agree uh, with Marianne and also what you said about California. It's a gorgeous state. But, you know, Bo, I, I called you before. I listened, I started listening to Rush in 94 after they accused uh, conservative talk radio for the bombing of the Amero, um, that federal building. And and I heard it on the radio. You know, they were blaming conservative, you know, news and um, talk radio. So I started listening to Rush Limbaugh. And, and ever since then, I've been, you know, a rush babe. So, and also, I just want to say, I think that you, because uh, you and Rush have a funny sense of humor, I think you were behind some of the antics that he used to do and on his show uh, to just, you know, just have fun as he was giving us some great, great, um, in, in, you know, in, uh, perspective about politics. I don't know if you that was that was so, but I re- it was just so funny. Everything that he that he did. And I say, now when I hear you, I say, I think the bow was behind all this. Well, I know I was not behind all of it. Now, I may have helped with a few little things there, and I mean little things. Rush was the most unique, gifted radio host I have ever met in my life, and I have worked with the great ones. Um, he, was a, he was the most amazing talent. In a, in an, a, he was singularly talented. There is nobody else in this industry that had, has, or will have his talent. It was singular. And not a day goes by where he isn't missed. You can see it on the social media platforms. You can see it everywhere. You know, it would have been 34 years yesterday, August 1st. And I tell you, this country has just, there's been a void in this country since Russia's passing. Thank you for the call. John Katz up next. Listen, folks, Nancy Pelosi is our Speaker of the House. We have got to defend her while she's overseas. 
like it or not. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow for Bo Snurby's Rush Hour at 4 o'clock. Remember, Cat's up next. We'll see you later. Bye. You!